Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Michelle Lightworker here, and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have the beautiful Noah Belling for all the way over from South Africa. I can't believe it. This is the first time. Hi, Noah. How are you going? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So wonderful to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's a very exciting day having having our first enlightened conversation all the way over from from South Africa. <laughs> wonderful. Yes, all the way in Cape Town at the nice tip of South Africa. Oh, I've been I've been watching International House Hunters and and seeing all these episodes on Cape Town and going, wow, that is so pretty over there. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'll have yeah. to come visit. <laughs> you sure should come visit. You'd be most welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, for those of you who don't know Noah, uh, I just want to introduce her so that you understand who she is, where she's from, what she's done. So Noah is a somatic psychologist with over a decade of experience that is translated into many languages now and it's sold hundreds and thousands of copies, copies worldwide. Um, and she's also got a couple of other books on yoga as well. Her latest book is called The Mindful Body. I'd love to talk with Noah a little bit more about that as well. It's a practical, informative book about managing stress and building emotional strength through uh, body mindfulness, which I really want to dive into to exploring. Uh, and we want to just uh, put a little bit of a shout out there to Rockpool Publishing for this delightful offering. Welcome, welcome, Noah. Thank you so much. I, I'm really curious to... Um, I mean, I just want to share, I like sharing the journey of how I uh, meet my guests and um, the little stories that unfold. Um, I think it was we were trying to line up for the mind, body, spirit so we could meet up there and, and um, we were only going down on the Saturday and you were flying up somewhere else on the, on the Saturday and you were flying out. So we kind of missed each other and then we had a little enlightened conversation lined up and the technology wasn't for some reason, it just didn't, the stars weren't aligning and we couldn't get the top technology right. We said, it doesn't matter. We'll get together. We're, it'll it'll happen. And and it was pretty much around the same time. I'd, I'd actually already emailed you and you didn't even know and you'd, you you contacted me and we we're both trying to contact each other. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> we made it. We're exactly. finally connecting in the so happy. kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Yes. Very, very glad yeah. and I'm very aware of that journey, the journey to coming to have a conversation. So very, very glad it's working out. And just to say, I know yeah. my, my screen is frozen once. So I'm also hoping and praying that uh, I don't get too many freezes. So if there are moments where I miss your what you're saying, I will hopefully pick it up soon afterwards and let's uh, hope for some good flow for our conversation uh, through the internet, through the Wi-Fi connections. Yes, I hope so too. Fingers crossed he's on that. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question actually um, just because people might not understand um, what the, the mindful body is. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what your description is of the mindful body and, and how, can, how can we have a mindful body? Um, curious. 
Mm. Mindfulness is such a big topic nowadays. And if we look at mindfulness and the body side of it, the body is naturally mindful. And so for me, this is the most natural extension of becoming more mindful. What is it that can live in the past or in the future? Our body cannot live in the past or in the future. It's only our thoughts that can live in the past or in the future. And it's only, our body inherently lives in the here and now. Many people might have been exposed to meditation. Often meditation processes begin by asking you to observe your breathing, perhaps observe body sensations. And in so doing, you naturally become more present. So there's mindfulness in the body simply because bringing your awareness from your thoughts down into body awareness makes you more present. So that's the one side of it. The other side of it is if I ask you now, place your attention in your body, some people squirm and they go, oh, uh, well, am I breathing? Aren't I breathing? How do I feel? I don't know if I like this, this place or what this is all about. So it's also about becoming mindful, not only about be being in the present, being here with you now, but also noticing what is it that I'm holding in my body because my body is an internal world of its own that is full of my psychology, that's full of my history, that's full of my neuroses or whatever I might want to call them, and is also full of this amazing potential to feel vitally alive. And many, over many years, there are, for example, in the Buddhist tradition, there's a wonderful saying called basic, there's a wonderful concept called basic aliveness. So the more we can learn to come in our body, almost sift and sort through our psychology and learn to settle into ourselves, be more comfortable in our skins, the more we can come to sense almost like a tingle of aliveness, a sense, if you can imagine it with me now, that your whole body, head, you can almost feel it through your skin, your arms, your torso, your down through to your hips and your feet, as if you can sense an aliveness in your entire body, an aliveness that is unshaken by whether you're feeling up or whether you're feeling down, and an aliveness that's also very intimately connected with our environment, and with nature, and with spiritual realms, wherever we choose to, to connect. So that journey that to answer your question of what is, how is a body mindful, it's both an avenue to becoming more present naturally, and it's also a way to mm -hmm. know ourselves more deeply in terms of our psychology, and to be able to sift and sort mm -hmm. through that towards greater vitality. How does that yeah. sound? And you know the thing that, it's good, but you know the thing that I'm thinking of is that, um, as uh, you know, how you said that we're more present, like in our in our body in the now, yes. um, and the body is always in the present. Um, sometimes, what I've experienced as well, um, with, especially with the work I do, is that the the you know when you said what we're holding onto or what we're carrying, like what's there, yes. um, that actually can link us back to the past. So. Yes. But it's kind of an ironic thing, yes. isn't it? That that by being more present, mm. we can actually then resolve anything in our past yes. that is not resolved, and that we are in fact carrying that could bring stagnation to us, uh, mental health issues, emotional distress, anxiety, depression, and all those kind of things. So it's 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 an incredible irony, isn't it? Yes. 
Absolutely. And what the beauty is, is the way, using the body as a touchstone. So this comes into this area of somatic psychology that you mentioned, which is my specialization, which quite simply means that if a client comes to see me, we will talk about what's troubling them. And we will also, through the process, refer to the body, body awareness, nonverbal communication. So my voice, I might tell you that I'm feeling fine. This is a classic one. How are you? I'm feeling fine. But you can kind of tell there's a, yeah, exactly, there's a gritting in the jaw, there's tension in the shoulders, there's something going on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what is it that's communicating that nonverbal stuff is our bodies. And so one of the things through the mindful body that was my inspiration was to say, hey, let's take time, let us notice our bodies. And I'm not sure if you've frozen right now in terms of your reception, mine has, so I'm going to continue speaking. Was that still flowing, that communication? Because my, my stream little, froze for a moment. I had a little, yeah, I had a little glitch. Um, but I, I heard you, what I heard you saying was, that one of the um you were just about to explain something so yes. you're introducing it perfect so this this body is where we communicate where we are broadcasting what's really going on so beginning to go hey hello what's going on in here and to be able to know yes that is our past but how is that past held inside of us that past is actually not held inside of us in terms of an event. It's a memory of an event or a sense of feelings, and we're holding that in our body. It's that raised shoulders. It's the clenched jaw. It's the tension behind the eyes. It's all of those. And one of the exercises I've offered, one of the, the two inspirations for the mindful body, the one is to create greater presence and the other, and to help feel more comfortable in your skin, and the other is to resolve these deeper issues that, that do link to our past. And one of the exercises that I give is a simple one, and we can try it all together now, anyone who wishes to, yeah. is to sweep your attention from your head down through your body, touching all the different parts from your head down through your neck, your shoulders, your arms, all the way down to your fingertips through your shoulders, down to your hips. And as you go along, allow yourself to breathe, allow yourself to loosen areas that might feel tight, all the way down from your hips, through your knees, all the way down through your ankles, to your feet and your toes. And if your eyes are closed, you're welcome to keep them closed or to come to open them at this point. And I'm just curious, even for you, Michelle, how was that to do a simple practice of running your awareness through your body? What did you notice? And I'll speak to how this links to psychological change in a moment. But what did you notice running, simply running your attention for a oh, few seconds? Oh, lovely. Mm. Well, for me, it was lovely. Um, I kind of spent the morning, um, it was really interesting, Noah, because it's afternoon here. It's uh, yes. 3 p.m. in Australia. I know it's very early. Thank you for getting up so early there. But here I spent, I was really guided this morning to take quite a bit of time mm -hmm. and I took a couple of hours and I went for a walk and I was actually really doing that, like mm -hmm. tuning into my body and that. And I felt there was some energy around. It was different just then because of obviously because I've, I, I, I had a process this morning, but I felt like there was some energy that was a little bit of um, old 
energy in my hips and I felt like I needed to really focus on that and I had a I had a if you like a conversation with a part of my an aspect of myself I felt might have been stuck there and then after we had a conversation I I I was I was feeling like that part of my my personality needed to be here not get stuck there (laughs) and um yeah so it was really good when we just did that sweep I felt it was good because I felt like oh good yeah the sweep is really not stuck and I felt what I did feel and I know that the Chinese say that the meridians um in your hands can be linked to your heart I felt a tingling in my in my fingers as we were doing that like a, a real a really lovely like um uh, it's hard to explain it was a vibrancy it wasn't so much a numbness of do you know what I mean Thank you for all that beautiful detail. And you've showed me, you've, you've demonstrated so many beautiful ways that a simple body sweep can be so profound in some ways. The first aspect of it is that when we notice, one of my friends uses the sweep and after our conversations, she was driving the car and she noticed, well, I'm driving like this. And when you discover that you're driving like that, you're naturally not going to continue doing that. It's like spontaneous that you will release. So again, because we're holding our psychology, we release and free flow. And one of the beautiful things about that is it's not only releasing our body, it's actually also releasing oxygen, energy, and the capacity to think more clearly to our brain. So it gives us like a boost of insight. Another way that we might use that is that I'm not sure again if my if my feed had a little glitch there. Yes. So let me know if you're getting what. So there's there's not only the release in the body. There's really the there's release a little, in the brain. A little bit saying releasing the say was it's it's actually um, releasing a lot more than yes what we think more mind blocks mental stuff that we might have connecting to that as well i'm absolutely a little bit frozen so hopefully yes. you can hear me but that's what i was getting as you were sharing right a little bit. so it helps you to be able to think more clearly and then address whatever it is in front of you another beautiful piece that you shared is that as you move through your body you notice something in your hips and sometimes we don't pay attention we're so involved in our thoughts or in the world that we don't notice, wow, there's this there's stuff going on inside of me and it's sitting in my hips. For you, it was sitting in your hips. And to be able to give it that moment of attention and go, wow, hello, to be able to greet more of the body as well, because sometimes when we're stuck in a pattern of thought, we're strangely also stuck in a part of our body. We And when we draw our okay. attention to the, yeah, to our whole body, it can almost free up more perspective it can go wow I've been stuck there and I've been holding like this and then you brought in something beautiful which is actually something an invitation to to move it to shift it to go wow that part of me actually would do much better sitting over here and that's a beautiful way to begin to work with and have a conversation with begin to engage with which is really the essence of the mindful body is to say let's have more of an intimate relationship with our bodies Because in today's day and age, what do we do? We look at ourselves in the mirror and we go, oh, I like that and I don't like that. We focus on what we want to eat or I want to eat because this is good or this is bad. At what stage do we consult our bellies and go, okay, I'm going to take a moment and go, what are you hungry for right now? Or our hearts and go, what's really needed right now? 
And so whether it's a simple sweep of the body or contacting your heart or your belly, these are all invitations to say, hey, there's a person in there. There's you inside of that body. We, we, the minute we objectify ourselves, it's, it's almost like we freeze. We go like, oh, okay, I should look like this. I need to move like this. I need to talk like this. I need to eat like this. Where's the aliveness, the soul, the spirit, yeah. the dynamic uniqueness that is you and each person out there? So touching and tuning in is really to wake that up, to begin to go, hey, you inside there. Let's find you. Let's play. Let's be alive. Let's, let's bring our spirit into this life of ours. So that's really at the heart yeah. of it. Yeah. And also, um, as you talk, this happened to me this morning, this, this kind of other sort of component of what I was doing with that um, understanding that part of myself that was in my hips um, was about making, like, balanced decisions and the part of me that was in my hips was about helping me balance the decision-making process. That's why I was stuck there. I want to help you and I'm living here. Why don't you just... The, the, the ultimate conversation at the end of it was why don't you, we just have a conversation before you make the decision and then that way I don't have to, I can live somewhere else. I don't have to be, um, you know, <laughs> uh, creating uh, tension in, in, in your hip area because if you, you know what I mean, like when you, when you, when you go to make a decision, if you did the body sweep, yeah. And there was a part of you that was tense or something, yes. you could actually maybe feel a bit of information and insight come through about that decision more and make, as you're saying, a more balanced or more objective, more holistic decision that serves you. There's no part going, <laughs> actually, exactly. no. <laughs> That's exactly. And it's, it's ancient wisdom that there is wisdom inside of our body. So not only is it for tuning into ourselves and going, hey, you inside there, let's, let's be alive. Let's connect with each other. Let's do what we love in our lives and live a meaningful life. It's also going, well, if I tune in here, there's a lot of information there's a lot of information and, and the way it speaks to us so we can feel our tensions or our, it speaks to us in terms of our balance or our tensions or our sense of I'm exhausted. And whether it is our life decisions or whether it's ailments or injuries, we might use our bodies in this way to go, wow, I've had this, this chest or this cold or this cough that's been going on for so long. I wonder what the information is underneath of that. Not to go yeah. too quickly to I want to heal that. I want to get rid of that because that's, again, not picking up the information to say, maybe I do need to slow down. What is my chest mm. all about? And I like to also begin to think in terms of a metaphor. Well, my chest, in my chest, I breathe. I, I feel inspiration. Literally, I, I let go. And if we look at hips, Yes, that's yeah. it. That's it. And hips. Fancy. Mm. And seeing as you mentioned yeah. your hips, it's really about your grounding and your ability to let go into your feet and your legs. So we begin to look metaphorically, which is also a fun way to engage. What's the part? What's the function? How can we integrate some of that? What part is speaking yeah. to me? 
And as opposed to going, mm. oh, let me just medicate that and oh, I just wish I could get rid of that, it's yeah. a conversation to be had, yes, sometimes, many times together with professional advice, professional medical support. There's a lot of beauty in that field also. And to begin mm -hmm. to have a conversation too, to go, what's that all about? What's that? How is my body speaking to me through this tension or this ailment? What might the message be, the wisdom be in me having this injury at this point in time? So I love yes. it from that. And do you think, mm. Absolutely. And do you think also that with people um, who are, and I've, I've, ex, I've experienced this myself, but also observed this about people, mm. um, people that are actually on a spiritual path yeah. um, often are... Uh, I guess overanalyzing or over intellectualizing things sometimes. Yeah. And what they failed to do is they failed to notice what's going on in the body at the same time. Yes. And it's almost like they, you know, where, where we're human beings having a spiritual experience and the body is a, an incredible, I think, an incredible wealth of information um, spiritually, actually, yeah. like spiritual messages come through the body. And it's like overactive head. Um, it's like that's old. That's old now. Like we really need to go in. We need to really go in um, to get the insight that's coming through, speaking through. Like, for instance, that anybody who studies the chakras will say, well, they live. Well, they live in the body, right? So, and if each chakra is like a planet um, with its own specific, you know, zodiac <laughs> influence or whatever it is, like it's gonna. All those thoughts from that particular part of our body are going to filter up to our brain. So, if we don't actually tune in, then it's like we're like divorcing ourselves from all of that incredible intelligence, you know. Absolutely. And I think that's a shame. I think people need to yeah. really go in more. Yeah. And you are a wonderful multi-dimensional conscious being. And what I'm aware of is that many people have to sift through. A layer or two before even being able to consider one's information and the wisdom and the intuition and being able to receive messages and listen to them and heed them how many of us get that gut feeling and we think oh that's I, I'm not going to listen to that or I don't trust myself enough so for mm -hmm. a lot of people and a lot of the people who I love to to work with also are those who have no insight who are not aware of this at all. And so the first layer is to go, wow, I'm holding this tension or I'm feeling really exhausted. And if I do a simple body sweep or place my hand over my heart, it's another great way to connect. Then I might be able to, I might be able to have a different experience for many people, that's just a breath of fresh air to go, wow, I don't need to carry all this. That's the first aha is, wow, I, I can live a bit more freely. And that's hugely empowering. And once we have become more used to this ability to be more, I guess, flexible, to, to be able to be more empowered, to release our tensions, then we can come to the question of, well, again hello and who's in there and what is that little sense i just got 
from as I was walking mm -hmm. or a gut feel I just received. Mm -hmm. And maybe I can play with listening to that today and seeing where that leads. And so there's a... I really, like, that. These, I really, yeah, I really like what you said because, um, and, and I know it was a bit bitsy, people might have missed it, but... Mm -hmm. um, it, oh, you're right sometimes you can't sift through it is it's, it's just there's just too much there and but often it is um that we're energetically we might be carrying something that isn't even ours we over empathize with somebody or we've picked up someone's energy we've picked up on their thought patterns we we it's almost like they've <laughs> we're wearing we're wearing other people's stuff all over our place and it's like i can't see the woods from the trees and i i've i've, I've often said to people if you don't know, if you can't process it emotionally, but it's really overwhelming, it's usually not yours. Just just hand it back. There's a lot in doing the sweep and just surrendering, isn't there? So that you can actually free up your energy and then actually get more clarity on what it is actually yours, what's not yours, and um, get those answers and those conversations happening that are very personal, that are more you than than clamouring trying to clamour past all this stuff to, to, to dive deep when when it's it's, yeah. it's almost like a battle zone. <laughs> so I have a little a little offering, a little trick to offer and a little insight first about the information that you've just shared now, uh, which I so appreciate because you're guiding this conversation beautifully to important places. We are social beings. We are wired yeah. from day one, actually from day zero, we're wired to want to connect, to need to connect, to need to interact with and be influenced by others. For a baby, it's to be soothed and held and nurtured and fed. Nourished is actually more important than even being fed. There's interesting experiments with monkeys around this where that, that, that nourishment is so important. And sometimes as we accumulate life experience, those influences some of them are less nourishing. And a lot of the times when we have this mental clutter, we need to look on the social level and say, first of all, this is normal. We are a sensitive human being and we are influenced by others. And this can be challenging and negative, but it also can be really beautiful. So here's a little exercise that I offer, is to call to mind maybe one person who really makes you feel amazing. Maybe it's a grandparent, maybe it's a good friend, maybe it's a spiritual mentor, whoever it might be. Maybe it's a teacher you had when you were going through school. Just take a moment to find this person and then I'll guide you through the rest. And whoever it might be, the only criteria is that they need to make you feel really good about yourself. Yeah, you got someone and you don't need to yep. share. It can be very personal and you're welcome to share if you want to. Would you like to share who your person is, Michelle Singh? Well, we were in no, conversation. I've never really, I've never, yeah, I've really never, because uh, I have so many high vibrational energy forces mm. around me I, I haven't thought about this person for a very long time mm. but when you said that it might be a childhood teacher my straight away I went to one of my teachers mm. Mrs Munns who then got married and was Mrs Campania and she was my third grade teacher and then my fifth grade teacher um and yeah I just 
you know, when, when you said think of that person, I straight away went to my solar plexus and mm -hmm. for me that's all about my self-value, my self-esteem. I really felt like she saw who I was and uh, really valued me and always felt really nourished by her. Um, and so, oh, a little bit teary now just thinking oh, of her. Um, so that's my person that, that, that I'm going to focus on for this because uh, I feel that that's, it's very special actually what's going on. So I'm going to do that. And when we feel muddled sometimes, it's because not only inside, we carry all these people, both our positive and negative influences. And sometimes being able to realize that we're social and call to mind somebody who makes us feel like that. So now you've got Mrs. Uh, what was her, her married name? Mrs. Munns. And okay. Mrs. Yes. So that, that beautiful teacher makes you feel and you notice your solar plexus and a little bit teary those beautiful feelings and almost then to go well wow if you were in front of me now how would you help me through this muddle that i'm in so let's say we're having a day and we're just fuzzy and we're full of different thoughts or influences that's a great trick and remembering them and asking them for a bit of advice really the body as the touchstone is really allow their influence feel their presence with you because we can carry people with us not only as their physical presence but in our minds and it can influence us very powerfully almost the same as having them there and so that that's a trick that i offer to listeners to also use add your toolkit in tough moments to go hey or when we're kind of muddled by lots of influence just go what would this person advise yeah. how would they hold me even in this moment sometimes that's that's important too. Yeah. And it can shift everything. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I love that. That's mm. really lovely. Yeah. Mm. And and I think everybody can, <laughs> can relate to that. Um, yes. Those, you know, people that stand out in your past, your past might not have been perfect. Yes. Um, sure, we can call in really beautiful higher resources and, you know, we can... We can develop more of those for us, but you know, uh, sometimes calling calling those ones back, it's it's a lovely thing. I mean, they're there anyway, but you know, calling our attention back to them, um, it's it's a beautiful, warm feeling. Thank you for that, Noah. I really loved that. <laughs> it's lovely. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we need to use so calling the body as a touchstone is both going in the body and working through the body and also calling to mind things that really warm and nourish us in our soul, in our hearts. And we take that forward into our day. And how shifted can that be? How shifting can that be for a moment? Yeah. It can shift everything. And, and um, working with um, the – oh, sorry. When it comes to working with the corporate sector, um, your experience with that—that's that's amazing, and um, it's really great to see too. I love I love it when 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 I hear people working in the mainstream uh, of the corporate world and changing things from the inside out. Um, how how responsive do you feel that that um, corporate organisations have been to this kind of um, workshop or talk? How responsive they've been. My experience has been that individuals are highly responsive. 
many years of my experience has been working with the individuals and you can never know how much you are influencing the greater system. And yeah. there are people in senior positions, in more junior positions. And I believe the more we can help people live more in touch with themselves, the more they can bring that into their workplace, the more that the work environment can shift. And sometimes for some people, they might come to realize that they need to move out of a work environment also. So yeah. it could work both ways. But I definitely find that there's, there's a hunger yeah. for it in the corporate world. That is where I was speaking about those layers. The first layer is just realizing, wow, I don't need to carry so much tension. I can live a bit more freely in my body. And that can free me up to think more clearly, to feel more positively about myself. That's often the level that we're working at in the corporate space. And on to yeah. the deeper levels, there's always people. They're always seers, feelers, people who are deeply sensitive in every environment. And often those people um, struggle in a, in a corporate environment. And there are ways that you see beautiful circles forming around people, uh, beautiful spaces being created in offices. So I've had very positive experiences. And it's more with the individuals and with groups of people rather than to say with entire organizations. Those are the inspirations. And they are also out there, absolutely. So the more it's brave work that you do. Yes, confronting to you know do a presentation. Um, you know, I can imagine that, and and that there'd be a lot of people that would be um, you know skeptical or what have you. And I'm sure that that, that might have brought up your stuff. And and how did you overcome that, uh, Noah? For some reason, I've always been challenged. I've always enjoyed the idea of working in the corporate space, and maybe it's because of my own tendency. Strangely enough, as a as a body-based psychologist, I can live very in my head. So I can worry about things. I can overthink things. And of course, being a writer, I love to philosophize and help to create systems in writing and help to categorize and organize. So I like to spend a lot of time in my head. And I found that there was a way that I could communicate almost like on an intellectual level with people who mm -hmm. otherwise might not have been prepared to listen. So my fascination with the corporate is almost saying, you know, in some ways, in another incarnation, that was me. That was me mm -hmm. being able to be productive, being able to put my feelings aside and carry on with what I needed to do for hours and days and months and years. And being yeah. on the other side of that saying, well, I'm capable of doing that and that's not good for me. Let's begin to have the conversations. And some of the tools in the Mindful Body, for example, there's a, the chapter on change your posture, change your mind. And one of the underpinnings there is personality theory from a body point of view. And this one in the corporate I find is very loved, is ways to be a little bit fun with saying, hey, let's notice ourselves. Let's free ourselves up. Let's notice, are you a bit more like this? Are you the dominant one? Let's bring a bit of heart in them. Are you so heartfelt that you can't raise your voice, that you can't say no, that you feel intimidated? Well, then you need to practice a little bit of inflating your chest. Those are just two examples. So we play. I find that the more I can bring in a playfulness, the more that people come into that body space and go, wow, okay. Also in terms of team dynamics, going, well, I can see how I'm unique 
and this is me. So for example, for me, I bring quite a bit of this centered, analytical kind of energy, thoughtful, sometimes wise, spiritual energy too. And intellectual is kind of the still space. And the person next to me is really the carer who's going, well, actually, I see you and I'm going to ask you, how are you? And on the yeah. other side, there's the one who can really drive the tasks forward and help things progress so that we can reach our goals, so that we all can make the money we need to have the success we need to. And of course, yeah. Yeah. the fourth personality I've mentioned, I'll go through them again. We had our nice centered, I call it centered thoughtfulness. We've got our our confident, dominant kind of personality. We've got our heartfelt, sincere, caring personality. And we've also got one I represented in the book with, with hands open and raised. It can also be the person who moves a lot and gesticulates a lot and loves fun and excitement and brings in a kind of a dynamic creativity and is also very yeah. interested in including everybody and being very dynamic. And these are also aspects of ourselves. So we play with them in the room. And in the corporate space, this is loved to say, wow, this is me. And this is why I'm different. And this is my contribution. And this is why I am important. This is why I am mm -hmm. relevant. Even if I can't do yeah. all this fun, loving stuff, even if I can't drive as quickly as you, if we forget the people, we don't have anything. If we aren't thoughtful, if we don't really be considered in our actions, we're going to make mistakes. If we are too dominant, we're going to also just run into trouble. I mean, we know in many governments in the world, this is, this is causing, it, we seem to cycle between the more caring and the more dominant and just aggressive types of governance. So it's going, you know, the world shifts and it's almost like a sign of the time. The world shifts and calls on different energies at different times and all the way into our offices, we need different energies. All the way into our homes, we are different people. And the more we can become aware of who we are, make peace with it. So part of the body awareness is saying, well, this is what I notice. And this is me. And actually, I quite like, I'm beginning to embrace more and more the fact that I'm quite a this and a this kind of person. Those are the kinds of people I am. I'm not actually so strong like this to be able to have the loudest voice and say this is my message and I am wonderful and you know I I'm okay with that in many ways I need to hire somebody who can do that for me so in my personal life it's really about saying fine I'm in conversation at the moment with somebody in the PR world to say well how can how can I ask for some help to do the things that I'm not good at so there's so many different layers of this conversation about who it's, we are Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's about validating, uh, like, um, like what you said before is really cool. When you can extend the compassion across to the doer, because you know you've been that, but you're sitting in a different place this, you know, this time round. You, you, you're sitting in a different place, and your your strengths lie in a certain area that you need to be sitting in, and that's where you're of best service to the world. And it doesn't mean that you need to cut off all these other parts, but you've got this extension of compassion. I think those kind of exercises really give people that extension of compassion and validation for all all those all those aspects of self. Yes. But they also validate, you know, I'm really much more of better uh, productivity and everything to myself, to everyone else, if I just accept, 
hey, yeah. this is actually where I feel like I'm meant to be sitting. This is my truth. This is where mm. where I shine and where I feel um, is my m- most soul, soul growth, you know, where, where my biggest expansion is actually. Um, fighting that can often create a lot of dissonance in our energy frequency and yes. create a lot of unhappiness and a, a lot of low self-esteem, a lot of depression and a lot of disappointment with ourselves. So, and we do grow and change too, don't we, Noah? Like over, over our, I know I have, like I've, I've grown and changed um, from probably uh, the more caring person to more the aggressive um, driver person mm. to now more in that, I've got a lot of joy and hands going all over the place all the time, but a lot, a lot of, yeah. a lot of sitting in that space of where I can just relate to everybody from that space yeah. and um, be in that center. So I think, I think you know, it is about self acceptance, but it's also about building that compassionate bridge with everyone else and bringing balance to to a whole system, really. Absolutely. I love so much of what you've you've shared. And the biggest piece is really this idea of the oh, compassionate bridge. Gotcha. Yes. Am I back? Yes. Is the one of the pieces that's really staying with me from all that you've offered is the is the compassionate bridge, is being able to extend mm-hmm. that. And yes, you've even placed your hand. And this this is one of the a powerful exercise also that I can offer is to pause whenever we feel again. So I've given a few different exercises. I'm just going to refer. There's a body scan one might do. There's drawing on a person who's really an inspiration or a nourishing person in our lives. And another intervention that you can use in any moment to extend that compassionate bridge is to place your hand on your own heart. There's a lot that if we become, if we move into our senses, just placing your hand on your heart can wake up your heart to be able to say, oh, wow, this is interesting. I maybe extend not only that compassionate bridge towards others, sometimes I extend that, I create a compassionate bridge inwards towards myself to be able to also say, I accept myself. I've got a great example of this just in day-to-day life. I'm a mother of two girls, and the youngest is four years old. At the Thank moment, we're on, yes. At the moment, they're um, they're on school holiday, so I don't need to move through the morning routine. I'm going to give you an example of what happens for me in the morning. So my older okay. daughter's eight, and she needs to get to school on time. And the four-year-old is a four-year-old, a wonderful, delightful four-year-old, very much. To get from A to B is definitely circular. It's not linear at all. It goes all over the place. It's not. It's not. Quite That's a, a great way to describe it. Yeah, just, it's not as simple as you get out of bed, you get yourself ready, you eat your breakfast, you brush your teeth, you walk out the door. That's that, that's not how it works. And so many mornings I'm at the point of the school bell's going to go if we do not get into the car right now. And in those moments, I can sometimes become quite in a, in, in a panic because I don't want my older daughter to be influenced by this and I don't know how to control, wrangle my, my four-year-olds to be. And sometimes in the midst, in the heat of those moments, number one is to catch it, is to go, look at me. I write about this and look at me. I'm absolutely in a state. And in those moments, I've often just done this. I literally catch myself with my hand on my heart and automatically it helps it just makes me take a deep breath 
And in those moments, a new thought tends to come. So on the one day, this new thought was, okay, if she's not going to put her shoes on, I'll just take the shoes and I'll put them in the car. She can walk bare feet to the car. We can sort that out when we get there. If she's not going to eat her breakfast, I've packed her some extra school lunch and we can take a bit of that toast into the car. It's not the end of the world. So whatever it is, it's, it's almost like, and it's a matter of seconds, a moment of almost breaking that cycle. You've got to catch it and a hand to the heart and allowing that deep breath can just break it. In, and that few seconds can mean those different thoughts that ease the way to the car in this case. With the shoes being placed in the car and the breakfast being brought along with and the four-year-old being willing to come. And it's just almost like a little boost of creativity as well as a moment of going, wow, I'm, this is really hard. In this moment, this is really difficult. So there's a, a, double, a double message where that it soothes me and gives me yeah. this little bit of creativity to go, okay, let me be flexible here with how I can resolve this as opposed to continuing down this route that's only going to lead me to scream <laughs> and grab her and put her in the car in a way that I will really regret. <laughs> so it's... it's yeah, it's, it's, and it's like, real... it's like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've all had, we've all got those experiences as parents and um, often we think it's because if only the kid would do what I want them to do, I'd be yes. fine. I wouldn't be feeling this exasperated. Yes. But often it's about that we're being challenged, like the real truth of it is we're being challenged yes. um, of, of where our limit is on in terms of what we feel we can and can't control. Yes. The reality is um, that, that you're right, it is a gift to ourselves when we come from a different space yes. and we actually grow. I think we grow a lot of skills and soul expansion when we when we recognize it's our issue that we're struggling with like the control thing is actually our issue they're just being a kid but that's what kids do there's nothing nothing abnormal whatsoever about a kid not being linear exactly. it's just it is it's all over and so that's kind of our well when we take it back to ourselves and we take responsibility for that yeah. um gee whiz um it's a lot easier to drop into the heart space it's a lot easier to parent from the heart space and it's also a lot easier to have compassion for ourselves as well yes. because we got to the point where we were like ah, yes. um and we need that we need that heart space for ourselves because um if we can't give it to ourselves we certainly can't extend it to our kids at that time mm -hmm. If I were to offer one, one practice I do when I have got five minutes in the morning, I like to do a morning yoga practice. That's my background. And for me, it's tuning myself into the day. And I like to do a meditation, yeah. shorter or longer, at the end of my physical yoga practice and always ending it with a practice that I first learned as being called metta, metta bhavana, which is really about extending loving kindness and generating it inside myself through images that are conducive and then spreading it out into the world and asking that I be a, a, a heartfelt influence in the world. And even if I've just got five minutes, if I were to offer a little practice to try out perhaps tomorrow morning for listeners, if you're curious, and I really feel this makes a difference to my morning, especially my on those mornings of needing to get ready for school in a, in a situation which I know can be triggering for me and my control issues, absolutely, thank you, Michelle, for clarifying that, is just taking even five minutes, placing my hand on my heart before I go into the morning, 
preferably before, if, if I can take a moment, even if it's in the bathroom, because I'm just getting myself ready and that's my only moment I have. Place your hand on your heart, eyes open or closed, and just bring to mind something that is generates love for you. It could be a person. It could be that wonderful teacher who saw you. It could be a sense of of a little puppy or a, or a baby or something you saw recently that really goes, oh, that opens my heart. And you can also put a little smile on your face. A smile is a wonderful way to trick your brain to feel happier. So a little smile, thought of something or beautiful nature seen in nature and hold that in mind for a few moments. They say about 30 seconds. 30 seconds is just long enough to not be just a touch yeah. to the heart and go. It's, it's holding, it's allowing it to begin to sink into your body, to sink into yeah. your brain and set that tone for the day. And I have found that to sometimes be quite revolutionary in the moment, in the mornings when mm -hmm. I remember to do it and the more I remember to do that in the mornings, the more it sets the tone, can really, strangely enough, have things go a little more my way. And I don't know if it's me influencing that or if it's the environment that picks up on that and somehow and if there is a little rumble I tend to be a little more fluid in the way that I respond to it so it's a practice you get better and with practice and it can work even just with did you include that in the yoga handle or is this one is in that the in the mindful body? body it is one of them in the mindful body it is one of the okay. offerings in the touch and greeting your body to be able to pause and to connect to your heart. It is also, yeah. it's mentioned actually in a few different chapters in a few different ways. And it's also in the meditation at the end, right at the end of the book in an appendix, I have offered two meditations that can be done in a matter of seconds and can be done in a matter of minutes or however long you want to take and one of them invites you to sweep your body from head to toe and then to wake up your heart. Some people, for some people, the practice is simply through visualization and imagining your heart and putting a little smile on your face and sitting for a few moments in that energy. And I find that for many people, actually placing your hand on your heart is, is just a great way to really remind yourself more tangibly of this wonderful tone to set for your day as an intention it's a, it's a simple exercise but mm -hmm. like the power in just doing that for 30 seconds really gives you permission to come heart space more and that i mean they've done tests on the the different magnetic that comes from the heart and the heart yes The heart of, of a, a, a higher frequency. So, to the two rising most. So, by using the mind, dropping into the heart more out. And I, I feel because I work on the principle of unity, because mm -hmm. the heart space is the connector, I feel that. What you said before about things flowing more easily for you makes so much sense because you're connecting with yourself, so therefore you're connecting with everyone else more ease, and so it's going to feel more in flow rather than 
um, disconnected and, you know, misunderstandings happening or, you know, there's a, there's a, almost like a prevention, like a prevention yes. connection from the heart space. Um, and also just before we go, I just want to mention to people that while you're frozen up a little bit there, um, that noahbelling.com is Noah's website. Um, if you'd like to connect with, uh, talking about connection with Noah um, and uh, any of her events, workshops, seminars or anything going on. And do you have anything coming up, Noah? I'll see this, if I can get you back. Yeah. Am I, am I back? Can you hear me? Just a bit frozen there. Um, oh, I might have got you back. I got you back? Yeah. Am I back? Am I live? Yes. yes, I can um, hear you. Great. At the moment, yeah. it is really a time for launching. Cool. Well, I did have you. Yeah. Yes, you're back. Have you got yeah. anything coming up in the future, Noah, that we should know about? At the moment, it's waves of launches of the mindful body. I'll hold the book up so that people can have a look at this beautiful cover oh, that has wonderful. been designed for it. So waves of launches, interviews, through my website and also through my Facebook page, which is Noah Belling, N-O-A-B-E-L-L-I-N-G. I upload a lot more quickly onto my Facebook page. And so if you're interested to know more, there's been a wealth of interviews so far. We've been launching in the United States. And in September, we'll be launching in South Africa, which is my home. We're not even here yet. So the book has uh, preceded me in, uh, well, in, in the other parts of the world, but it's, it's not yet in South Africa. So that's exciting for me. And I yeah, thought so that was September, isn't it? Yes, September. They, they, so at the moment, the real energy is, is waves of launching and opportunities to speak like this one, which I'm very grateful for. Thank you, Michelle. And um, yes, that really is the energy and people can stay in touch with my Facebook page, stay in touch with my website to find out when there might be events in your area because I'm sure that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fabulous. And if you need to get in touch with Noah um, through her Facebook page, it's Noah Belling, isn't it, uh, Noah? Yeah. Yeah. That's Great. And um, well, I'm, I'm excited to uh, see yeah like all your work and and everything is so beautiful and um and and your the way you talk about it is beautiful and the way you allow it's so generous with, with how much you allow us to experience from your books and i really i'm just in great 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 gratitude about it because um yeah, we've had a really, I think we've been spoiled today. I, I feel worthy enough to receive it, but I, <laughs> I feel like we've been really spoiled today. It's been great. Oh, beautiful. I'm so pleased and it's been such a pleasure to finally have this conversation. And uh, really my yeah. wish for everybody is to even take one little thing from what was offered today and try it out even for a day or for a couple of days while it's fresh that might invite you to do it a little more often to perhaps even integrate it into your life. And uh, yeah, Yes, a little, little bit of time taken. That's the thing I'm, the gold nugget that I'm taking from this, yeah. Noah, is just a little bit of that time taken mm -hmm. to do that scanning yes. um, 
and and then make sure that whatever the outcome of that scanning you come back to here i feel like there's a real connection because of what i experienced this morning i feel like this is a repeat of that message wonderful just yeah it just feels like take it back to here and 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 it's just going to make your day just yeah. flow so much easier and give you more insight into yourself and more connection with everyone else so thank you so much noah for joining us today i really appreciate it and um yeah i'll stay in touch and look forward to seeing where everything evolves to it's very exciting yeah thank you very much it's been wonderful thanks bye. everyone we'll see you next bye. time bye